the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, we are accustomed to celebrating record achievements uh, in sports, uh, in business, uh, in academia. When your kid gets a higher test score than they've ever gotten, but the record that has occurred and is now official in Columbus is not a record worth celebrating. Um, 200 homicides. I wish it were only 200. We're now at... uh, 201 and counting as we begin a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 The Answer. Thank you for tuning in. You can take us with you wherever you go, iHeartTuneInRadio.com apps. You can download our app, search 98.9 FM The Answer in the iTunes and Google Play Store. Uh, The 200th homicide of the year, uh, oddly enough, did not occur yesterday, the day before. Uh, It occurred in March. You're saying, huh? How did that happen? Uh... It has been ruled a homicide. A death in March just ruled a homicide, as investigators obviously have come up with leads in the case that tell them that it was indeed caused by someone else with intent, either in the moment or with premeditation. We have added another homicide to it. So if you were a liberal Democrat who thinks that it's unfair to reclassify a death in March, and thus give people like me reason to criticize Andrew Ginther and his crazy policies and commissions and initiatives and expenditures that have demonized police, uh, emboldened criminals. Well, we've soared past 200. We're now at 201, and we had a very tragic situation occur today in Canal Winchester that the details are still coming in, so I'm going to be uh, very careful with how I talk about it. Uh, A 16-year-old girl was shot and killed in her home. Uh, It is not definitive that that will be ruled a homicide. In fact, I would say the initial reports indicate that it will not be ruled a homicide, but a horrible, tragic case, uh, perhaps of mistaken identity. But it's indisputable that Columbus is a very violent place to live. Ohio is a very violent place to live. Uh, We are not alone in our achievement of setting a record number of homicides this year. Toledo has done the same. Cincinnati will do the same. Uh, Cleveland, uh, don't have the numbers, but my guess is Cleveland will be close, if not above, its record homicide total. Uh, This is something that there's a lot of conversation about, a lot of... um, proposals on how to fix, 
But none of the proposals that I've read from the people who are in power to actually fix them, I'll just be blunt, will work. None of them will work. Uh, there needs to be you know, more options for kids. Midnight basketball will make the homicides go away. Uh, new rec centers. Uh, a new beautiful park where old Crew Stadium used to be and still is. Great idea. Have no problem with it. I think it's good. I'm not against different opportunities for kids. It might help give some kids something else to do. Greater involvement in community by the community. Great thing. All the meet and greets with police officers, getting them out in schools, having kids see, well, that's a real person behind that uniform. And they're a kind person. Just had a story that I'll detail for you later today on Columbus Police doing something very, very nice for a new mother. It'd be wonderful if those stories were accented in the media as often as stories are about police targeting people based upon their race, based upon their ethnicity, based upon their neighborhood. The dominant media narrative is not going to change. I read today that Alan Miller, the editor of the Columbus Dispatch, is going to retire. Um, I'm not a huge fan (laughs) because the newspaper, as you know, is uh, one that traffics in rampant untruths and illogic. They allow their reporters to grind their own agenda-driven acts too often. But Alan Miller, I don't think in his heart, purposes to be an evil man. I think he is a misguided man, but I am certain of absolutely one thing. The successor to Alan Miller will be worse than Alan Miller. The dispatch is not going to change its approach. It is not going to hold Andrew Ginther accountable or Shannon Harden, which, by the way, Shannon Harden, city council president, has tested positive for COVID. I'm not glad that Shannon Harden tested positive for COVID. I do find it rather amusing that he tested positive for COVID because most likely it is Omicron, and Omicron is not a dangerous variant of COVID, certainly not as dangerous as Delta or the original COVID-19 strain, I find it amusing because he is double vaccinated, quite likely boosted, and was glad-handing well-wishers who attended his swearing-in ceremony Sunday where he was not wearing a mask. And now he's tested positive. And so I find it amusing because he, of course, would be someone who would affirm Ginther's still-standing indoor mask requirement in the city of Columbus. And yet there he was, while outdoors, I will acknowledge, getting inaugurated, but without a mask on amid an outbreak of positive cases. So that is so indicative of what I'm talking about, even though COVID is not crime. The COVID approach is the same as the crime approach that the liberals purport to put forward as their solution to these mounting murder numbers. What do I mean by that? Shannon Harden, all in on the COVID precautions, all in on the mask wearing, all in on the vaccinations and the boosters and everything else. Certainly all in with everything Columbus City Schools did last year to keep kids out of schools because they were beholden to teachers unions. There he is getting inaugurated, taking his mask off while he would advise you to wear yours 
political theater in action. And that's what it is when Andrew Ginther talks about crime or when Elaine Bryant talks about crime, the police chief, or when Zach Klein or when the Police Oversight Review Board, every hire they've made, every initiative they've undertaken, it's all cosmetic virtue signaling with no impact. The solution is not difficult to land on. Like in any endeavor, if you really want something to work, look at what's worked before and do that. Or at least try that. That's a pretty good strategy, isn't it? We have a new outbreak of violent crime in the city of Columbus. Let's go back to when we didn't have violent crime, and let's see if we're doing anything different now than we did when we didn't have the violent crime. That, to me, seems a pretty like pretty logical approach. So when we had a much lower murder total in the city of Columbus, did we have juvenile court justice? Judges writing letters complaining about police enforcement initiatives like Operation Game Over? No, we didn't. Back then we had juvenile court judges who actually believed juvenile crime offenders needed to be separated from society for a period of time. That's called consequences. Now, the fix is not hard. It's as old as the principle of sowing and reaping. And if you're not familiar, the principle of sowing and reaping is that you receive more than you sow. Well, first of all, you get what you sow. So if you sow tolerance for crime, guess what you're going to get? More crime. And guess when you're going to get it? Later than you initiate the policies. Because do you get corn the minute you plant it? No, you do not. When do you get corn? Later than you sow it. What do you get when you sow corn? You get corn. So if you're going to tolerate crime, you're going to get crime and you're going to get more crime. And so this is not, and should not be a surprise. They act like they're so surprised and so flummoxed. Why so much crime? Well, when you are determined, committed to your liberal agenda that oh, wow, our our prisons are overrun with people who, we don't have a perfect racial balance. We don't have a perfect male-female balance. We don't have a perfect balance of anything because crime is a matter of the human heart. It's not a matter born into you by your ethnicity or by any other factor. It's a matter of the human heart. And the approaches, viewpoints, decisions of every human heart are just that, the decision of that heart. You can try to make your prisons look like society. All you're going to do is work around the edges of a problem without solving the problem. So I'm not surprised where we are. I'm very sorry that it is this way. I'm very sorry that my wife went into the city yesterday to an area that, you know, usually is safe. And all day long, in the back of my mind, I was concerned about her making it home safely. Would I have thought that two years ago? Never would have crossed my mind. Never would have crossed my mind. But one of my favorite verses in Proverbs, 
forces that concern into my mind now. And the verse says, The prudent see danger and take refuge. The simple keep going and suffer for it. I wish we had prudent leadership in the city. We don't. We have simple leadership in this city. And they're going to keep going. And we're all going to suffer for it. So we have an update on the triple homicide in which a nine-year-old and a six-year-old were assassinated. Shooting took place December the 7th on Kodiak Drive. Another victim was a 22-year-old male in whose custody uh, the six-year-old girl and nine-year-old boy were. They were the children of uh, an acquaintance, girlfriend, something of uh, the man. Uh, They have now added a second suspect vehicle to the search police have. Primary vehicle was a 2010 Nissan Altima. The secondary vehicle was a newer model Jeep Grand Cherokee. So they're compiling search warrants and trying to come up with this. Uh, The Columbus police have said this was a planned attack. If you recall, there were, we talked to Sergeant James Fuqua, Columbus police, about this. Uh, More than 50 rounds discovered uh, in the vehicle. And for a while, there was the customary code of silence. Nothing happened. Police kind of stepped up their commitment to basically begging people to cooperate and help them solve this murder. And it's only the fact that I think a nine-year-old boy and a six-year-old girl were gunned down mercilessly that perhaps has loosened the tongues of people who know something. I wish the same thing would happen. Uh regarding the investigations into the deaths of Olivia Kurtz, the young girl shot at Bicentennial Park, Mackenzie Ridley, the young girl shot at a squirt gun party on the east side at a park. I keep bringing these young people up because if we don't bring them up, well, their cases will fade from view, and we certainly owe it to their families for their cases to never fade from view. The thing that has become clear to me um, this year is the number of families with kids, I mean kids, whose lives have been snuffed out in this escalation of violence around our city. We had a 22-year-old shot dead in South Columbus yesterday, just after 5 o'clock. 400 block of East Marcuson Avenue off Parsons Avenue. Victim was inside a home. Inside a half an hour, he was dead before they got him to Grand Hospital. 201st homicide of 2021. And what? Two days left to go. Three days left to go because most of this day is left to go. Then the numbers will reset first of the year and we'll hear the message of hope and we're not going to tolerate this from our mayor and from all the people in charge and probably genuinely inside, they'll just breathe a sigh of relief that at least the numbers recycle and it doesn't look as bad on paper. Uh, Speaking of resetting, I've predicted this and now it is coming to fruition. Uh, Jennifer Rubin, Washington Post, tweeted yesterday, as we recognize that COVID-19 is not a deadly or even severe disease, For the vast majority of responsible Americans, we can stop agonizing over cases 
and focus on those who are hospitalized or at the risk of dying. Interesting, isn't it? She's admitting, she's saying, Omicron, which, by the way, the CDC has lowered its <laughs> its estimate of Omicron, is now like 55% of cases in the United States. Remember like a week ago, it was 78%? Now, does that mean that Omicron is burning out and we're getting fewer Omicron cases? No. What it means is they vastly overestimated the fraction of cases that are Omicron cases compared to Delta cases or other cases. So always the one consistent thing with the CDC, the WHO, NIH, all of them, is that panic first, perspective later. Always panic first. Always. Yes, Omicron is in South Africa, leading to Nine times fewer hospitalizations. But don't, no, we can't jump to that conclusion. Always. Panic first, perspective later. Two weeks ago, ah, 78% of the cases Omicron. Ah, here comes Omicron. Watch out. Run for your lives. Now, 55% of cases Omicron. Okay, whatever. But the big shift here is a person steeped in darkness like Jennifer Rubin who has joined with, I mean, I don't have enough time in the show to list them all. Joy Reid, Chris Chaliza, Rachel Maddow. Oh, Rachel Maddow, by the way. Do I need to remind you how uh, prescient, which means uh, insightful, great foresight, do I need to remind anybody how uh, on the money the great Rachel Maddow of MSNBC was with her initial um, assessment of uh, COVID and um, rather of COVID vaccines. Uh, this is what Rachel Maddow had to say on March the 29th of this year. It means that instead of the vaccine being able, excuse me, it means for instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person to person, spreading and spreading, sickening some of them, but not all of them. And the ones that it doesn't sicken don't know they have it. And then they give it to even more people because they didn't recognize they were right. Instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person, potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. Really? Really, the virus stops with every vaccinated person? Sure about that? A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. Oh, wow. Is there a retraction coming? Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.